And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Wednesdays, my good friend Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? Good morning. Good morning. And special guest, the leader of Dort Knox, and a guy that sometimes sometimes is on the ringer, Tyler Parker. Tyler, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. So glad that you could join us. Welcome. Uh, Tyler, I wanted to start out. I just want you to give us your quick 30 seconds on your thoughts on the Thunder season. Just Let's just hear it. Okay. Um, I guess start with Shea, right? Like you'd have to have been so pleasantly surprised at his... I'd, like I, I, you, I was figuring on a leap, obviously, because he's just for, you know... Usage sake, he's just going to have the ball in his hands a lot more. But he's just like skill wise, he's gotten better. Off the bounce, he's gotten better. His handle's gotten tighter. Like he has that step back, you know, at the ready pretty much whenever he needs it, um, which was not the case last year. Um, he's getting those sidesteps and stuff now, too. Uh, and I've just like, I, I, I still don't think that he can be like, the best guy on a team that's going to go win a title. Mm-hmm. But I, at, at this point, I do think he could be a really good number two for a team like that. And that's been great to watch. Um, and then just like the effort. I mean, the effort is, for those of us wanting the team to lose, the effort is infuriating. Um, it's like <laughs> they're, so, they're so consistently um, locked in that it's really been a pleasure to watch them. I've, I've like, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, you know, I have to keep reminding myself that like they are actually quite bad because they are fun to watch more often than not um, just because they do play hard and they share the ball. Um, and they have guys who are skilled, who, you know, can do some things like in the open floor. Um, so it's I've, I've just been I've been really excited by that it makes me excited for Degnault and what he can do as he gets more talent in the door if he can get these guys you know to buy in you know in this type of situation I'm just I'm stoked to see what he can do as uh you know the talent pool starts to get a little bit better but yeah yeah, I do wish I do wish we were losing just a smidge more (laughs) have you found yourself in the situation where they win and you're like oh man we, it's, have, we really should have lost that one. It's such a weird experience because, like, I will. I mean, when 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 the when that when that Dort buzzer beater was in the air, yeah, I I wanted it to go in so bad. Yeah, I was just like, you know, I, I, that was the only thing on my mind was like, man, that would be awesome if he makes this. Yeah, and 
then it went through and I was so pumped for him. And, you know, I like rode the high of that for 20 seconds. And then after that, I was like, these are the kind of games you need to lose. <laughs> Come on. You know, it, I mean, I, I, like I'm, I'm joking kind of it's uh, but there is like a weird, especially early in the season, like as, as it's progressed on, I've sort of been able to kind of, you can kind of put it out of your mind sometimes whenever you're watching, but early on, especially like watching games, you're like, golly, I wish this other team would have showed up. What are right. they doing? Oh, yeah. When you compare them to like a team like the Houston Rockets, who are just as, so, just so as bad as Houston Rockets, they're just as bad as us. Like if you look at the uh, advanced stats, we are 29th in offense. They're 27th. Right. Uh, we are 13th in defense. They are 9th in defense. But you watch <laughs> that team and they have a bunch of veterans who know how to give up, who know how to just like <laughs> right. stop caring. And when they, you when you put together like a young team like the Oklahoma City Thunder have, and not just young, but like a lot of guys with chips on their shoulder, right? Like you, you get a totally different culture and environment compared to what we're watching <laughs> in Houston right now. It's horrible. I hate it. <laughs> I, I, do, I don't hate it. It's obviously great, right? Like it's it says so much about the organization and the way that they handle their business and the way that like the way that Dignall and his staff go about things and just the type of guys that they're bringing in, right? And, like, and they're having a blast. They're, they they're, seem they're, having a blast. They love each other. Yeah. The door, they had a dork pile. I mean, like they it's have a they're, dork pile. They're, they're 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 stoked for each other when they win. Like. It's great. I I just, you know, I when like the Cavs are doing it right. Like yeah. they've they've got they've got some young guys who are showing some flashes. Like you know, Sexland is fun, kind of. Like I really like Garland, and I think Sexton is good. But like you know, as as a team, like they're really bad, but they do have some things to look forward to. Like we are really bad and we have things to look forward to, but I'm getting more and more concerned that we're not going to get a top five pick in this draft. Now, obviously the way that the, everything is log jam there in the middle, you know, any, you know, we, we lose two games and we're, you know, down, you know, near the bottom anyways, but I just, there's so much uncertainty with all this, COVID stuff and just in general, you know, basketball injuries and things like that. You just like, I, I wish we were, we were more solid in like, okay, we at least know our pick is going to be really good. Mm -hmm. Like I, I it, it's, and now I'm worried about Houston getting their, their picks going to be too good. You know? Oh, don't worry. Don't worry about that. Okay. Right. We want them to be as bad as possible. Yeah, you're right. Well, hey, but shout out I, I, shout out to the yeah. Cavs who have won four in a row. They're only a, a half yeah, a have. game behind us. I appreciate I, that. When, when you look at the teams below us, because we're in the eighth spot right now, the right. Cavs are kind of, they're a wild card. Like some of these teams are wild cards where I don't know what they're going to do. I still feel like the Cavs are going to continue to be bad regardless of this four-game winning streak. The Wizards, right. man, they got that one-week bump from the Wheel of Fandom and have just uh, completely fallen apart, <laughs> lost their last two games. But I still have faith that the Wizards are going to be pushing the rest of the season. So, like, yeah. they're, they're going to jump up. The Kings, terrified of. 
See, Kings could I'm, fire I'm really Luke Walton tomorrow, and it wouldn't be shocking. And, the, and then, and then they're they, you know they shut down Fox or something like that, and yeah, you know whatever. Hopefully, in that hopefully like Halliburton's like even way better than like all the super smart NBA people think he is, and and he can you know keep them uh, competitive and winning some games. But yeah, I just like the the Thunder. I mean, I've, 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 you know, I've heard, I've heard y'all say it, and, and and guys on the Dream Team pod say it, but like even when we have eight guys, it's just like not a, they just don't, they're just always going to show up, and it doesn't matter if they're down twenty, they're still going to keep playing, and you know, and you know, maybe because of the way they just got destroyed by, my mind's not working, it was the Nuggets the other night, I think. That like maybe maybe that says like okay, teams are finally realizing now like we can't let off the gas we have to just like stay pushing the whole time and we can't let up against these guys just because you know we didn't know Kenrich Williams could do all this stuff right, right. <laughs> and so hopefully that's the message is getting around um but yeah it's like it's all it's all like mixed emotions right it's I, I, I love the I love seeing how Dort has improved and I love seeing like that Williams is way more than we thought he was and you know that Maladon has, has already become what he's become. Yep. These are all like exciting developments, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, <laughs> right. Kind of, and it, it's incredibly conflicting because yeah. it is a lovable team, but you know that they're not good enough no. and you want them You want them to get another good player. And the only way to get that good player here is to lose, but you don't want them to lose, but you do want them to lose. Like that's... <laughs> I keep, I keep it's thinking. Awful. I keep thinking about like, because one, one of my best friends is a is a big Mavs fan and they get Luca and it's like they okay they have the golden boy they have the number one guy on a title team they're good to go but he made them too good too quick and mm-hmm. Porzingis just either isn't ever going to be there or just isn't there yet because of injuries or whatever and you know maybe he can put it together or not but they it feels like they needed to be pretty bad for one more year Yep. To get a, to get another guy in there to kind of provide some support, but Luca made them too good. My 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 fear is that Shea is not that he's not a, he's not as good as Luca, obviously. But it you know that that he's made us just a little bit too good to where we're not going to get that. Does that. Does it make sense at all? What I'm saying? Yeah, 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 it does. And I just wonder what extreme measures Sam Presti will go to to make sure that we get there. Because I don't think I don't think a Shea led team with just some dudes around him is is going to get them where they want to go. Not to a ring. I mean, it could you know it, like it. I mean, Shea's been so impressive and surprising this year. Who knows what his ceiling is at this point? I have no idea. I mean, I, like I think he can get even like I like he his body can clearly handle more muscle. It seems like mm-hmm. and like he's already got guys bouncing off of him and I think that will keep happening. But it, I like, yeah, I just don't, I just don't ever see him being the, you know, the best guy on a, on a title team. And you, you know, that's what you, I guess it depends on what you want. If you do, if you just want to, you know, like if you want to be the Pacers, okay. But like, it'd be great to be something better than that. Yeah. I could see him though, like if there was a team like where he's playing the Chris Paul role, and then you have a Devin Booker type character who is like For the sure. quote unquote star, who is like the high scorer on the team, but everyone kind of knows like, 
Well, the other guy is really like the the straw that stirs the drink. And I feel like <laughs> Shea could have that type of role on a championship team where we all know, like the fan base knows, like he's actually our best player. But the right, other right. player, whoever that is, gets like all the acclaim, you know? Sure, sure. That makes that 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 I could that makes total sense. So shift gears to to the Houston Rockets who play the Nets tonight which should be a very interesting matchup. Uh, Tillman Fertitta said that they're going to retire James Harden's number. And tonight, this, 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 this got a response. Wait, it really is going to be tonight? <laughs> no, no. Oh, dear. No. See, that, that would have been that, unbelievable. That, that move would have been hilarious, by the way. <laughs> it's like, we want to block any sort of just venom with a Jersey retirement. Tonight, because they're are uh, they letting are, are they letting fans in there? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah there's okay. fans. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's fans in Houston. Yeah, so there's all sorts of weirdness going on. But I just wanted to touch on one tweet, and we actually refused to tell Tyler what the tweet was before we started the show because I wanted a live reaction. So Rich Kleiman, who is Kevin Durant's like business partner now, I don't even he's not really even his agent anymore. Like he's their their yeah, business seem, partners. Right. Um, so he tweeted after th- this Tillman Fertitta quote hit the internet, he tweeted, so dope, they didn't take it personal, realize it's just business, and quickly gave him his flowers. Dot, 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 dot. Hmm. Extraordinary. What a loser. Like, <laughs> so dope. Just, so dope. So dope, so dope bro. I mean, like, you know, I don't spend my time looking at pictures of Rich Kleiman on the Internet, but I feel like every picture of him on the Internet I've ever seen, he's wearing uh, ripped jeans. Like, I don't I don't know what to do with him. Like, remember when like it, speaking of the game, when Durant first came back, like, yeah, I think it was in that game when he got, when he got into it with. uh when him Dre? and Dre, when him yeah. and Dre went head to head, and then did was that when Durant high fived Kleiman when Kleiman was sitting courtside and they like high fived oh each my other? Gosh, I think that's right. And I just, oh. I just remember thinking like, what a weird, like, what a weird partnership that is. Like, I, I, it, that because it seemed, I mean, once Kleiman entered the door, and this is from a, a stupid person looking from the outside in. Um, like one, it seemed like once Kleiman entered the door, that was kind of the beginning of the end of Durant in yeah. Oklahoma City. Yeah, and I've seen this guy. You see this guy talking or whatever, and you're just like, I'm, you, you try to. I'm trying to find like, all right, well, what's like, where's the charisma? Like, what's appealing about this guy? How did he get, you know, maybe the best scorer ever to be like, that's who I got to hitch my. I'm hitching my wagon to that guy. He's going to mm-hmm. take me where I need to go. Um, that's so that is that's so hilarious that he did that. I mean, wouldn't it, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. it be great though to have someone like that on your side, you know? Just have someone who tweets for you. We all we all deserve our own climbing for you sure. You don't have to you don't have to do you don't have to jump into any of the drama. He'll just do it for you. It's great. It's great. It's great. And I, you know, it's I'm glad that, you know, it's Durant really exemplifies restraint on social media and his, you know, <laughs> Exemplifies his it. his his ability to to you know delegate. <laughs> no, that's crazy. I'm surprised Durant didn't say anything. It seems like something that he would. I mean, maybe it's like maybe he's finally trying to put that 
behind them. But every time I think they're like, oh, okay, I guess he's maybe over it. Then all of a sudden he's, you know, liking a comment on Instagram yeah. or something. So it's like, I have, I have no idea. That's great though. Cause you know, Durant feels that way. Then if Clement's saying that, you know, that's how he oh, feels. Of course. It's, and it's just, just a complete lack of understanding how anybody else feels in the situation. But also <laughs> like it's, it's guaranteed they're going to retire his Jersey. Like it's going to happen. Yeah, it, Like it's, it's, yes, of course, of course they are. The Thunder are going to retire Kevin's Jersey at some point. I mean, honestly, come on. what would be funnier than them responding to this by doing it this year? I actually checked the schedule. I was like, are there any Brooklyn games coming up where they could potentially retire Kevin Durant's jersey in this weird COVID season when there's not going to be anyone there? (laughs) That would be the perfect move. I think to truly squash the beef, you've got to then also raise a pair of ripped jeans to the rafters next to them (laughs) with with climbing on the butt, like juicy or something. Yeah, it's it's funny to be in the arena now uh, because Nick Collison is the only one hanging up, and it's just right. it's it is yeah. so funny. I is just, it, what, what's the do they do they do they still have the uh, 2011-2012 Western Conference champs up there? Oh yeah, they have those up, but they're okay. kind of hanging differently, and, they, and then the Collison one is just kind of all by itself up there. That's I mean as it should be. I hope I hope that whenever they whenever they retire the next one that they put it you know, far away so that it can, so that Collison just keeps <laughs> right. that. He deserves a lot of elbow room, I feel. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does for sure. Uh, I just, I just think that tweet was just amazing. I just love that it started with so dope. It's so, so dope. It's so <laughs> funny because like Durant hasn't really experienced so much success, like team success and personal success since he left Oklahoma City. There's no, like that, that, he, that there's still pissy about it it's just like i mean it's yeah. all, it's all about legacy like he he thought he wanted the rings he thought that was going to solve everything and when it didn't he has to look for the next thing and obviously part of that is winning a ring without the warriors would right he, he probably thinks that would be huge for his legacy but also like where is he going where is his home long term and even though I, I don't know if he would admit it but I'm sure he wouldn't mind having it be Oklahoma City because, and I'm just talking about like, like when he gets inducted in the Hall of Fame, like what jerseys he's wearing, like how is he remembered? Right. Because him reconnecting with Oklahoma City at some point is going to be the thing that like keeps his legacy alive in terms of having a fan base long term. I just don't feel like Brooklyn fans or even Golden State fans are really going to be there for KD long term. <laughs> it doesn't feel that way right now. Maybe. Brooklyn wins a couple championships and and it's amazing yeah. and he retires there and it ends up being this huge thing. But still, the, what he had in Oklahoma City in terms of a relationship between a player and a city is going to be the strongest that he has over his career, yeah. more than likely. I agree completely. I mean, I, like I like it's. I mean, I, I guess it's obvious. I would say this because I'm a Thunder fan, but like it, it you know the. It's just different when you play in a small market and when you're the the level of a player that he is like, you know, in, in, in many respects, he put Oklahoma City on the map, you know, like globally speaking and stuff like that. Like he. A guy like that could have he, he wins. He wins one title. He's a god. Right. Like mm-hmm. he, he, he probably would have been if he never did. 
in terms of Oklahoma City, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just remember like the when when they first when the Warriors won that first one in 2017, like just kind of seeing him playing and stuff. Like obviously he played so well in the playoffs and 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 you know outplayed LeBron in many respects in the finals and stuff. But there was something like not like totally joyless about it, but just kind of it just seemed like he wasn't really enjoying it. Like there yeah. like there was the there was that one clip that was like going around on TMZ or something like that of two dudes outside of their hotel in Cleveland like calling him like I forget it was like if they were calling him like booty or something like that, but it was like he got mad at him and like came at him. And this was like after they, they had like I think they were a game away from from winning the series or something like that. I remember he had a big shot at one point and he kind of, it wasn't like the, you know, sometimes guys hit those big shots and they get that real serious face kind of like, you know, sort of thing. And it wasn't like that. It was almost sort of like empty, just sort of like a, he was trying to like do like a, this is what I do type of face, but it didn't seem like it was actually that. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, success isn't like love. Like he's not going to have, he, he's just not going to have with, I even think if he won a couple titles in Brooklyn, like it's just not going to be the same as it, it as the feelings that at least we had for him here. Just because we got to see him grow up, right? We got to see all the failures. We yep. we, we we you know we were you know very invested during those years when people said that it probably wasn't going to work and stuff like that. And so if it, you know, it just sort of like that you know makes your you, you want to protect your guy that's, you know, on your team or whatever. And so you start to love him more because, no, you guys are going to be wrong about him, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I still can't get over that climbing tweet. That's crazy that he did that. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, we'll be right back after this break. And after the break, I'm going to talk about something that I only care moderately about. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son Evan continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. 
you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And we're back from that break, and we're going to talk about the All-Star Weekend. (laughs) Something that I cared a lot about whenever I was probably 14. Really, really cared. Really thought that the... I I really thought the dunk contest meant something until a guy named Fred Jones won it. And then I was like, who is that? He won it? What does that mean for him? What does it mean for his career? Oh, nothing? (laughs) Oh, no. Like, yeah. what is this? Uh, so the contestants are Anthony Simons, Cassius Stanley, and Obi Toppin. Uh, one, I just want to hear a number from each of you. How many dunks have you seen from all three of those guys combined this season? Uh, one, last night I, I had the uh, Nick Spurs on, and Obi <laughs> did have a nice little throwdown. And okay. I, I had heard that Obi Toppin was a great dunker, so I think he's a good selection. Anthony Simons, I'm sure he, I'm sure he is a good dunker, but I feel like I've watched a lot of Blazers games, and I don't think of Anthony Simons as like a big time <laughs> dunker, what I'm saying. which is weird. And then Cassius Stanley, I have not had a thought about until today, <laughs> and I, and I'm still struggling to come up with thought number one, but I'll get there. I wish him well. That's a, that's scary. Like he's a he's a rookie, right? Yeah, yeah, he is. Going to the All Star Weekend, doing a dunk contest when you're not even like a big name. I mean, it's a it's a huge opportunity in the same way that it was for Hamadou Diallo, even sure. though it ended up not being a huge opportunity because the NBA just like Men in Black, like they just wiped it from their memory that Hamadou Diallo had won. And I think that's going to happen this year unless Obi Toppin wins. If Obi Toppin wins, I bet they invite him back. But if either of the other two guys win, it's like, oh, that was a little (laughs) blip. Uh, That was fun. And we're never going to see you again. Yeah, I I mean, this year in terms of dunks I've seen from them, truly zero this year. I I like Toppin was was, had a lot of impressive dunks um, his senior year of college, I remember seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw one Cassius Stanley dunk at Duke since they announced Cassius Stanley was going to be in the dunk contest. <laughs> right. And uh, it was a good dunk. But it's also like, I'm pretty sure he's on the Pacers. <laughs> yes. And if, you're in, the, and if yeah. you're in the dunk contest, I should know for sure if you're on the Pacers. Yes. <laughs> but... Um, no, and and I'm even blanking. Who'd you say the other, who's the other guy? Oh, Anthony Simons. Yeah, Simons. Yeah, it Simons to me, like you say, yes. Obviously, if he's in the dunk contest, I'm sure he can dunk. But in games, he's almost all 
Like he's just, he's, he seems like a shooter. I mean, they're putting yeah. him in, they're, they're letting him handle it a little bit more since McCollum's been down, I guess. But like it, that's, it's not exciting. He, it feels like Jamal, like young Jamal Crawford being in the dunk contest. You're like, oh, really? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I was actually, Maybe he'll do something cool. I, I think he has a chance to look cool because he does kind of have that skinny frame like uh, Ferguson. And remember, like Ferguson had some cool looking dunks um, mm-hmm. just because he looks so like gangly um, dunking the ball. So I think that Anthony has a chance to look cool. And I think Obi Toppin is solid. And again, no opinion on Cassius Stanley. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's go to the skills competition. Uh, Here is the field. Luka Doncic, Nikola Vucevic, Dematis Sabonis, Julius Randle, Chris Paul, and Robert Covington. I am all aboard the Covington for skills competition winner because it makes no sense whatsoever. Like you look at everybody else, you're like, yeah, extremely skilled. And you're like Robert Covington. Well, isn't great it, team? Great team defender. Good corner three shooter. Like what's going because, on here? Didn't they put him in there because he's the only HBCU grad that's currently in the league? <laughs> is that true? Right? I think that's. I think that's. I think I. I might have been like dreaming that, but I think he went to Tennessee <laughs> State, and I think that he's currently the only dude okay. that went to an HBCU that's in the league. I think that's it, and I think that okay. was like their. I'm with you. It's still. I mean, he's a decent three point shooter. Just put him in a three point contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I see I, when I see Covington, I'm all aboard I'm not this. Like, you know, I want to watch it now. Yeah. If the, if if he was deleted from the field, there's no chance I watch it. But I'm watching it now. I like that they're giving a giving a nod to the. I think I think it's cool that they're doing that. But yeah, it's like Covington doesn't need to be in the skills competition. Put him, in, you know, <laughs> put him in a dunk contest. Yeah, so weird. Sure. <laughs> It would honestly make it more exciting because you'd be like, "What is he? What can he do? Although, what can he do? He's not who is." Oh, it, do you remember Jared Wallace's year? It would be like that when Jared Wallace was in the dunk contest, and he he did dunks that like yeah. I try when I do like an eight foot rim, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like very right. basic dunks. You can dunk on an eight foot rim. Can I not? Is it lower? Well, I'm know. six foot, so that's just only asking. two feet. Yeah, I got that wingspan. Yeah, my standing reach is up yeah, to okay. eight feet. All right. That means I only have to get a few inches off the ground. All right. I, okay. I just want to. I actually see just it. got That's a ball all. yesterday. I'm hooping again. You did. Did you go? Okay. Did you go? Uh, leather, composite leather, outdoor. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I got, got? this uh, soft tack. Soft tack. Yeah. Oh nice. Yeah, it says NBA on it. I think it's Spalding. <laughs> they just built. Oh it's yeah, NBA? yeah, yeah. It's so dope. Oh, cool. So dope. <laughs> <laughs> so dope. They just bro. built a uh, apartment complex immediately next to my house. So there's all these windows lining my little basketball court. So there's a ton more oh, pressure dude. than when I played like a year ago. That's that <laughs> would really that would honestly make me play less. Uh, like yesterday, <laughs> yeah. I missed five in a row, and I purposely threw it over the fence so that I could just stop playing. Yeah. Just went back into the house. I would feel the, I would feel the need to like acknowledge. Like sometimes when I like slip on the ice in public i feel the need even if i don't know that anyone is even if i like look around and i don't feel that anyone has seen i like have it in my head like someone was in their car or in their home and they saw this and i don't want them to think that i'm walking around like oh thank god nobody saw it so i'll like try to like kind of like laugh about it even though i don't really (laughs) think it was that funny just to like kind of oh yeah you know yeah and i feel like 
I feel like that's what I would do if I like missed like five in a row or something like that in front of that. I'd like feel like I would have to acknowledge it with my body language. Like, well, I'm still having fun. I know I shouldn't miss. Yeah, five I'm so in a row, self but. like the world so revolves around me that I just assume that everyone in these apartments is just like standing <laughs> yeah. at their windows patiently waiting. Like, what's he going to do? <laughs> of course, no yeah. one cares. I guess that is pretty egotistical of me. But yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure people yeah, the, are looking out of their house. They're like, oh, that guy looks really interesting. I'll watch you him. Know, you know why I think that, though? Because I remember playing. I had a basketball hoop growing up, and I used to play down at my driveway. And one time, a neighbor came up to me and said, you're going to make the varsity team one day. And wow. that made me think that, oh, my gosh, people are watching. And that probably ruined my career because, yeah. of course, I never did. It, it, my, my career went <laughs> off a cliff after that comment because their comment went to my head. And then I was too, yeah. I was too, I was thinking too much about what other people were thinking because I knew there, someone was watching me at that point. Right. Creep neighbor. Yep. Yeah. The best advice I've ever, I've ever been given is nobody cares. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. That seems right. Uh, Okay, three-point contest. Devin Booker, Jalen Brown, Steph Curry, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum. Who you guys got? Stacked three-point lineup. It's a stacked one. It's real. I know all those players. That's a great one. That's going to be the highlight. And I'm going with Steph. Doesn't need to do it. Doesn't need to be there. Comeback year for Steph. I love Steph, and uh, he's going to take it home. There's no, there's not even like a weird player this year. You know how like there's always like a, oh, it's Jason Capono, it's Matt Bonner, it's like this guy who's really good at threes <laughs> yeah. and he's probably going to win this. Right. It's. I'm surprised there's no Duncan Robinson. I thought that that like he would sort of be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, he would the, be that guy. You know, the the m- memorial, mm-hmm. you know, only known for this guy. That's. You think Mike? You think Mike Muscala could sure. win? Sure. I think Poku could win it. <laughs> Poku. <laughs> Oh get Poku in the skills contest. Get For him real. up from Tampa and get him in the skills contest. Honestly, get him wherever in they are. They in Tampa? I can't even Anything. remember. They're in Orlando. Orlando, yeah. yeah. Who wouldn't want to Do watch you think, that? I guess he wouldn't oh have. He wouldn't have made the like rookie sophomore rising stars game if this was a normal season. No, which is uh, a no, bummer. Definitely, that would be fun. Poku in an ex- exhibition game. You know, because you be know he fun. would be like, "All right, I'm the best guy out here. We'll see what these guys, we'll see what these guys got." He would get, he would like totally get into some sort of like you know, back and forth, Dion Waiters, Tim Hardaway Jr. style with like he would Anthony Edwards or something. Uh, I want him back in the league so bad. Let's get him He's, back. When, when does the I'm so I'm I'm when is the G League bubble over? It's. I, th- I think it's over in the oh, next really? week. Okay. So he he'll be back. So he'll be back for the second Woo. half of the season. Yeah. I hope they do, I hope back. they put the ball in his hands more, both because I know he won't be as successful in the league, and so will be a little bit worse. And I just yeah. want him to get those reps because clearly it's like a thing that he might be able to do. Yeah. On that level. Yeah. When he's going behind his back in like tight spaces like that, it just like man, I just start crying. It's so great. <laughs> he's, he's so much fun. So awesome. Uh, okay, Tyler, we're going to do player battles. Okay. You have to tell me. I'm going to give you two Thunder players. You have to pick one. And you can explain yourself if you'd like, or if you want no explanation, that's also <laughs> okay. acceptable. So, first one, Kenrich Williams, <clears throat> or, oh gosh, my voice, hold on. 
Kenneth Williams or Hamadou Diallo? I think I think Hami. Okay. I think if 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 you switch the amount of time that they had been within the organ they had been in the organization, if you ch- changed it, it might then be Kenrich. I don't know if I've yeah. I don't I know if I've Ken- ever thought about anything as long as you just thought about Hamadou Diallo versus <laughs> Kenrich Williams. <laughs> That's hey like the man, biggest decision in your life. I thought my internet. I thought my internet shut down. I am. Con- I'm. Con- I'm considering the question. I took this step serious. <laughs> the uh, no. I mean, I love. I honestly love Kenrich. And like when he, when he's like initiating the offense. When they have those weird like too many forwards lineups out there. Like it yep. is honestly kind of awesome to me. And he seems mm-hmm. like weirdly decent at it. But. Yep. I just, like I I just didn't think Hami was gonna. I thought he could stick, but not as like what he's becoming. Mm-hmm. That his that his handle has gotten so much tighter this year seems like a total game changer for him. And that just that just, I I think that just sort of is like that feels like a big thing for young guys. Like if that like the better their handle gets, like that's kind of when the leaps happen. It feels like like, but he. I don't know. I've been I've been impressed with him. I, you know, like you know, same as anybody else. I wish he'd cut out you know the the you know mid range pull ups and stuff. But it, it uh, I mean, he just like he's so like weirdly steady. Like mm-hmm. it's you know it, it is a, it is a, like and I think like confidence is a skill the same way like effort is a skill. And he's super dupe like he's not afraid. And yep. you know like it. Uh, he still carries himself like a big time high school recruit and like a guy who went to Kentucky. And I think that that is like, I think that's a good energy to have around whenever it's um, like, whenever he's, whenever he's playing well, whenever he's like handling his business and stuff like that. I think that's a, I think that's a good thing to have, especially in a small market on, you know, a team that is younger Um yeah, I've just been I've been impressed with him, but it's not you know that, that picking him is not you know you know Kenrich. I know you're listening. I, I do apologize. <laughs> uh, next one: Isaiah Roby or Mike Muscala. I think I gotta go Roby just because Muscala costing us that pick last year. Um, <laughs> no, I I mean I. I think I go Roby. Yeah, I like Muscala. Okay. I, th- I like Muscala a lot, and I think Muscala is like a better pro right now for sure. Um, yeah. But Roby is way more skilled than I ever realized, and mm-hmm. like I remember when he, you know, that first big play he had when he, you know, dropped Booch to the floor and then you know dunked on the Magic just straight down the lane. I remember thinking like, oh, what a really good play for a guy who it seems like probably won't do much. And (laughs) he seems like he's got a lot of, I mean, like, you know, defensively, it's obviously whatever, but as like a backup big who can come in and kind of like, you know, give you some different kind of stuff. Like, I mean, they're obviously letting, letting the bigs bring the ball up the floor kind of whenever they get it. 
Um, but he's like really good in the open floor, and he seems like he knows. He, yep. he, he, he doesn't feel very rushed on offense anymore. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like I, I, I like Roby, and it's and it, like he. Uh, I don't know. He does he does play hard. Like they all just play hard. Yeah, he's shown some stuff. Yeah, uh, Teo or Poku? I mean. Uh, I gotta go Poku. I, you know, okay. This, I, yeah. I, 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 I love Teo, and um, like, he just seems like he's gonna be in the league for 15 years. Um, but yeah, Poku. I, I remember listening to a Dream Team podcast and uh, that y'all were doing, and Brett said that it didn't matter what team the Thunder were playing; that it could be the Lakers and they or something like that. Like, you know, it could be the Lakers and, and LeBron and. Anthony Davis are out there, and if Poku's out there, I just can't take my eyes off of him. Yeah, he's all I want to watch. <laughs> like it, 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 it's. I think because the confidence is so staggering for someone who has experienced such little success, but you can see like the <laughs> the you know crazy skill set that got him drafted where he got drafted. It just sort of, I'm totally infatuated with him I, I hope so badly like all the flashes are real um, just be, I mean you know obviously because it would be incredible for the Thunder but also just because like I think he would be such a fun guy to have in the league like oh yeah he seems totally unaware in an amazing way anybody who posts a, a Instagram story of themselves a picture of themselves and says always having that beautiful game face <laughs> like anybody who, who has that in them <laughs> I want I want in my life as much as possible yes. uh, okay last one Dort or Shea that's you're asking me to pick between my daughters um, I know man well, actually, the last one is your daughter. So you have to pick one. <laughs> um, Shay. Okay. I like. I think I think Shay is very special and like so different than really anybody that's been in the league before. And I think and and that he's so good already and that we don't have to worry about the efficiency aspect of things with him or really the decision making stuff like nope. that 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 is taken care of feels like such a luxury honestly and um i don't know he just seems like the type of guy that could you know be around and really good for a long time because you know he he's just doesn't He's obviously great athletically, but just like not in traditional sorts of ways. Like he doesn't right. seem all that explosive. He's not some crazy jumper or anything like that. But um, so it doesn't. I'm not. I'm not. You know, as worried about him aging um, as I would be other guys. But you know, I mean, Dort is like. I'm so happy for him that he is like his game has clearly progressed so far beyond just sort of like, you know, cult hero, you know, Hey, remember that? Remember in the bubble, whenever 
that guy named what was his name Dort I think right. yeah like a, you know it's <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 glad and I'm I'm really happy that he's not in that Roberson Ferguson school where you can kind of rattle them and shake their confidence and get yes. them to where they're gonna try to or get them to where they're just gonna be a total non-factor you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's 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 so nice that he can attack closeouts and it's just good that he can like I like I I. It obviously it sucks and you don't want this, but I was so happy because I didn't watch the game where he went three for 15 the other night, but I was Mm -hmm. so happy that he went three for 15 because it's like he didn't get, he didn't let it get to him. Like he's trying to work through it. You know what I mean? He's not, Mm -hmm. he's he's not, um, and I mean, that was just those types of games. I feel like would just never happen for Ferguson or for, or for Dre. And they couldn't, you know, they couldn't even do anything off the dribble and stuff like that. I, you know, one of the reasons I, I want us to like, you know, and obviously, I mean, we're not even having to deal with Hill at all, but I I would love for us to get rid of Horford and get rid of these guys just so that Lou can have the ball in his hands just a little bit more. I would love to see him just like initiate a little bit just to see yeah. if he could do it. Like see, see yeah. if you, if you, you know, gave him some space and put some shooters around him, what it would look like. I mean, he's still, you know, kind of like, Luis Mendoza's it on breakaways sometimes. Like he, he yeah. sometimes has a hard time slowing down, but like he just, he's clearly getting better at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it just, it, it, it does feel like the type of guy that if you give him in game reps, it could really, really, you know, do something for him. Yeah. Yeah. I think the most important stretch of the season for Lou was when he was shooting 20% from three and not 40%. Right. Because he just kept shooting. And that's that's the test with these guys that are not real shooters. Like he came into the league not as a guy that's going to shoot the basketball well, and he has turned himself into a guy that has done it. And it's because he will continue to shoot even if he's not shooting well, which is the test because Ferguson stopped, Robertson stopped, and that's that's when it's like, oh, okay, it's <laughs> you know they're they're mentally Andres Biadrens, and that's right. not a good thing to be. Yeah, he's, he's he's not he's not ignored, you know. Like it's like that yeah. just goes a long way, especially in the playoffs. Like it just you know, can you occupy a defender? Like, the, you know, the the Thunder have not had that always. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's go over to the stream real quick. We have Tyler Field joining us. We have W Kim fourteen saying hello from Sydney. It's two a.m. there. Wow! Thanks for listening at two a.m. Hope you're okay. Uh, <laughs> Christian from Colorado. We have hi from Hong Kong, who's a huge Hami fan. Uh, we have the Fluky, as always, from Germany. We have Tommaso from Italy. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. No, worldwide. Worldwide. Jamie from Mexico, which is probably Jaime. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Anybody else? This is the time. We have Penny. Listening from Tulsa, Miguel Devella, as always. We have Hoops Talk 69 always joining us. Thank you, guys. If you if you want your name, shout out. Just just get it in now because you, you've got like 10 seconds. I bleed orange 13 from Denver. Thanks so much for joining, guys. Uh, we're going to go to some questions from Twitter. This first one is from at logmay92. What's more likely to What's more likely to happen at the trade deadline? Al Horford is traded or the team doesn't trade anyone. Alex thoughts. Um, 
Of those two, I would say Al Horford being traded is more likely. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but I really don't think them doing nothing at the trade deadline is a possibility. Only because there are going to be so many buyers, so many teams who think that, ooh, if we just get that one more piece, we can make a run to the play-in tournament or get a better position in the playoffs. And so I think they're going to make some kind of deal. It's not going. It's probably not going to be Al Horford, but they're going to do something. I, I agree with all of that and echo it completely. With that, with that exact same logic. That Good. Like I'm it, glad. Because <laughs> if you had I mean, said something different. <laughs> it, it, it would I, – I, I also don't think that they'll trade Horford, but if they, if they did nothing, that would just – I, I just don't even think it would make any sense. It would, it, it would be a bad thing for the organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are like, well, what's the hold up? Like, why are they waiting? I think these NBA GMs are like most people where it's yeah. like, okay, it always- I've got all the time in the world to do something. It's like me in college. Like, did I ever work on a paper? Like right. I had six weeks to work on a paper. I worked on it the last day, stayed up all night and turned it. It's in. always, that's how, I mean, that's how you do it's it. It's always the last, you know, whatever, 36 hours or whatever. That's when like everything happens. And at least at the trade deadline. <laughs> Yep. Uh, at Chris underscore Henneke says, take Hunter bit, Lou Dort, please. <laughs> he, what? He wasn't going to do a Lou, a, a Lou Dort take Hunter bit? Y- yes. <sighs> I mean, this will not be funny at all now. Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> what would it, what would he, what would, what would that guy think? <laughs> Better than Matumbo. I don't know. Yeah. So I have no idea. The next Bill Russell. I'm not sure. You, do, by the way, do you have anything anything planned soon at the ringer, video-wise? Nothing nothing video-wise there. It's just like as soon as the pandemic hit, it just it got so hard to keep doing that stuff just because you can't be in the same room with people. Um, right. There's – Jason and I have something, but – it's not oh. uh, video, and it's not like it, I can't. I can't like you know expound, but uh, yeah, we got something that we think we're you know, yeah. But, cool. but yeah, no, 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 no video uh, thing is imminent right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from at Wave Poppy Dawn, I say I think that's how you say it. Uh, where does OKC go from here if they get the tenth pick? that Miami pick, which is likely 18 and then golden States doesn't convey. That seems like a doomsday scenario. Can you read that again? Yeah. So <laughs> let's, let's say their, their pick situations up being OKC's 10th pick. Then Houston's pick is in the top four, so they don't get it. So they get Miami's like 18. Right. And then Houston doesn't, or Golden State doesn't convey because they're not in the top ten, and they get they'll they will get Minnesota's second round pick, which I would be kind of excited about. But uh, that's probably one of the worst case scenarios, pick wise. Um, thoughts thoughts on that scenario? Thoughts on bad things? I mean, you know, I'd probably I'd probably take a long walk if that happens. <laughs> you know, I'd. Uh, think about what I could have done differently. You know, if there was anything that I could have done that would have helped them lose more games, that sort of stuff, probably beat myself up about it for a while. 
But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, that would be, that would suck so bad. That's true. That, that is truly like a, a, a worst case scenario type of thing. Cause I don't even think those picks, I mean, could you, could you package 10 and 18 to bump up into where, you know, you're getting no. those top five. There's just no way. So no, it's like, definitely not. it just we, it doesn't, that would, that would be horrible. We would talk about that for months, though, and then it yeah. wouldn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we talk 10 and 18 and how many future firsts <laughs> to get there. You know, that's that would be the conversation for about a month. God. Yeah, it would be brutal. Uh, I mean, the, the one thing you could say is that now you're bringing in three young rookies into this team next year. Like, you have to find a roster spot for those guys. Right. The, the team's going to change dramatically over the course of the next six months, and it could definitely get like the roster is going to get worse, which I don't think a lot of people are thinking about right now because they're seeing, oh, look at all this growth and development from like Shea and Dort. Oh, that's yeah. so amazing. This roster is going to be worse next year because you're bringing in all of these new rookies and you're going to be subbing out a lot of these guys that we think have a lot of upside right now. I mean, there are guys on this team right now who people are obsessing about on Twitter who will not be on the Thunder next year. <laughs> just yeah, just because yeah. of simple number reasons. Like, right. it, you can't put everyone on the team. Right. Next question, the Muffin Man 41 says, assuming that we keep the current win pace and lottery, lot, lottery, lots, lottery odds. Lottery odds. Lottery odds. So dope. <laughs> so dope, bro. <laughs> Wouldn't, uh, should the Thunder at least call the Timberwolves and offer four future first and Horford for Carl Anthony Towns? I just want to squash this real quick. The Timberwolves don't want to trade Carl Anthony Towns right now. He has not asked out. And the Thunder are not looking to upgrade this roster with a player like that yeah. today. It's just not, it's not going to happen. That is not going to be a thing. They want guys on rookie scale deals that they can grow and develop and grow their team to where it can be good for 10 years. They don't want a team that could be good for four years. So, but I just also like, don't even, you don't even need to address this from the Oklahoma city perspective, because from the Minnesota perspective, like look at that deal, like Al Horford and four firsts. Now we think that all of our firsts are amazing. They're all going to turn into these lottery picks, but all of those firsts, unless you're trading them our first this year, which even that right now is looking like a, you know, a 10th pick or ninth pick or whatever. All of those other mm -hmm. firsts right now would project as mid to late first rounders. Yeah. So why would Minnesota take their best player who is under contract for three more years, he's only 25 years old, and trade him for just hoping that some of these picks turn into something? Like there's no blue chipper there. And even they wouldn't do it even if you included Dort and Baisley. They still right. wouldn't do it. Like yeah. they're not trading towns for that type of a package. You look at what, you know, Drew Holiday got or or what James Harden got or what Paul George got. The deal if there is ever going to be a Carl Anthony Towns deal, like you have to get a blue chipper back. Because guess what? You can be bad with Carl Anthony Towns. If the goal is to reset your franchise and be terrible and get high lottery picks, they're doing it right now. Like they can do it with Carl Anthony Towns. So why trade them? Mm -hmm. Like, isn't that the entire point of trading a really good player? I yep. I agree completely. There, there, it doesn't. It it wouldn't make any sense for the Thunder to do it because he he's he's just not he's not the level of guy that's going to put you over the top. 
And so why compromise so much draft capital in order to make that happen? It just, you know, I, I don't think any team that's led by Cat and Shea is going to take you where you need to go in the first place. And they're certainly going to be too good for you to have, you know, the kind of pick that you would want to be able to add a guy like that later. Um, so it doesn't, yeah, I think on both sides, it just doesn't, uh, doesn't compute really. We can put away the town stuff. Let's just put it away. So it's not going to happen. Uh, okay. Next question is from Andrew Eiler, Andrew underscore Eiler on Twitter. I still haven't figured out how to pronounce the coach's name tips. Is it dag like bag or is it dag like Wisconsin saying bag? <laughs> I just thought it was Dagnall. Yeah. It's Dagnall, right? It's definitely yeah, okay. dag. It's definitely dag. The the Thunder broadcast is is leading people in so many different places with regards to pronunciation right now. So you'll just that it's it is very confusing. Shagilgis and Dag Dagonalt. Uh, I've heard Dagonalt mm. is I've heard I've heard the pronounced like that. It's just could not be more wrong. <laughs> Wait, you just uh, said Dag. So you just say Dag Dagonalt is the way that it's pronounced. It does say it again, not Dagonalt. Not Dagonalt. Yeah. Dag. Now you're saying you're, that, that sounds Dagnalt. like D E G Dagonalt. Dagonalt. I was thinking Dagnalt. Dagnalt. No, I said Dagnalt. No, no, not Dag. D- dag. That's no, not Dag. Dag. Okay, okay. We're I saying thought it was Dagnalt. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think we have this settled. <laughs> At OKC Myth wants to know if you had to choose five NBA podcasters to make an NBA podcasting all-star team, who would make it? And who, more importantly, is getting snubbed? Oh, I've actually, I thought about this. Okay, let's hear it. I thought about, because you need a, you need a good host. You need a good host, someone to just like, you know, keep things moving. So I went with Jay Skeets. I think Jay Skeets is a great host. Yep. You want someone, you need an insider. Mm -hmm. You know, you need someone who, uh, you know, insider slash X's and O's guys. I had to go with Zach Lowe. You know, you can't, you can't have an all-star team without Zach Lowe. You have to have someone who brings some controversy and who can talk about other topics like basketball adjacent, which is why I'm bringing in Ethan okay. Sherwood Strauss. All right, Ethan Sherwood Strauss. <laughs> then you got to have uh, you got to have some some uh-huh. co- comedic relief, but also someone who can still talk basketball. Okay. So I'm bringing Lee Ellis. <laughs> Good call from the No Dunks. Okay, so we we got Skeet Slow. Ethan Sherwood Strauss and Lee Ellis. And then for my fifth one, I mean, is there anything I'm missing? Like something I definitely need to fill. I did think about David Thorpe because I used to really enjoy listening to David Thorpe's podcast. Um, Thorpe. I like that. And then, um, you know, just have it, having like a really, like someone who's really consistent, like a Dave DeFore. I, I, I could see doing putting Dave in there. Um, there, there's a lot of other options. I don't know if I should go too wild card because I already brought in Lee Ellis. You know, I feel like Lee's my my big mm-hmm. my big wild card there. So, is there anything you think I'm missing from my team for that fifth spot? I think that Big Waz think, think, is one of my favorite podcasters. Big I just, Waz, okay. I have a hard time imagining all. 
I have a hard time imagining all five of these guys on one show because it's oh, just, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, it would be it so would, hard I to do. Yes, but Waz is definitely There'd be a lot of people one. trying to lead. Yes, that, that is <laughs> yes. true. I I need more supporting actors because I I chose too many role players leading men. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you need you need like a you need a sniper, a guy that comes in. He's just waiting in the wings, you know. He's he let, lets everybody else get their shots off, and then every now and again, oh, the L man, the L man, L man only says one thing a pod. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not about basketball. <laughs> that's that's why he works on the Friday podcast because he doesn't have a lot to say about basketball. Sometimes he does, but he'll just come in with like an Arby's take, just like right when we need it. And like, that's, that's just how, that's how it works. You need that. Yes. Uh, I think that's good. I think that makes sense. Anybody else, any other snubs? I think Zach Harper is definitely snubbed. He's a really, he's a really good podcaster. Um, but yeah, I think it's a solid list. I like the, I like the Thank list. You. I think, I think obviously I think some of my, some of my, you know, ringer brethren are solid. Um, you know, I love, I think Chris Ryan is great on like every pod he yeah. does. Yep. Um, and can like, you know, kind of follow the conversation wherever. Um, but yeah, that's, you, you, you put together a solid squad. One more question. Oh, Cody Carson, Cody son of Steve ha- says, have there been any major changes to Tyler's top 10 list of dudes? <laughs> um, have there been changes? Uh, yeah. I mean, Dort's on there now for sure. Um, you know, and Perkins, we've, uh, you know, the, we've been deliberating for a while and we've waffled and, you know, sometimes people are happy with them. Sometimes people aren't, you know, I'm going to put him back on there for now. Um, I listened to him on uh, all the smoke the other day and he would just say anything. He's just, not, he just, <laughs> he truly will say anything. It just like, I think there are very few people that when you are watching them, you get the sense that they are always being completely themselves. And I, never get the sense that there's like anything that's like false about perk. Like he just seems like he's pretty purely himself, which I love. And he'll just, I mean, like I, I much prefer the way that he sort of will like talk directly about a player as opposed to like the way, you know, Shaq's going about it. Like, you know, yeah. But yeah, I like, I like perk perks. Definitely probably back, back in the, uh, the top 10 list of dudes. We've still got Robert Duvall in the one spot, um, you know, which, uh, you know, will be until he gets, uh, you know, um, you know, me too or canceled in some way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, awesome. think it's, I think it's a lot harder uh, okay. when, uh, oh, I was going to say, I think it's a lot harder for when a commentator is like one of the best all time in the game. Cause like everything Shaq says is clouded by that fact. Like it's all coming from this perspective where like this right. is one of the greatest big men of all time. Whereas like when someone like Richard Jefferson, who for most of his career was a role player, he, it just works so much better when he's like talking about current players in the league. Cause you, you know, he doesn't like think of himself in the same way that Shaq thinks of himself. Whereas Shaq's always comparing himself to these great players because he is also one of those great players. And be like because of that, he it doesn't matter how good the other guy is because he was so dominant. Everybody compared to him as a bum, which I understand him thinking that, but it's like, 
He's just got to chill. He's just got to chill out just a little bit. Like it's, you know, controversy's fine, but he's just like, it's, cl- it's clear he's not watching a lot of the time. And so it's just sort of like, yep. Yeah. He's, he's, this, he's, is, this is why uh, Allen Iverson is the greatest because for all the great things that Allen Iverson did as a player, he also loves current yeah. players and he always gives them their shine and he, he just loves the current game of basketball. He loves basketball. Let's get AI on one of these studio shows. High tides. High tides. <laughs> uh, thanks so much to Tyler for joining us on today's show. If you're not following him, uh, you're making a huge mistake. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at T-Y-L-R-P-A-R-K-R on Twitter. Yeah. So go check that out. Uh, hope you guys have a great, great day. And we'll talk to you guys again on Friday.